Welcome to the Becoming More Significant podcast. And this is all about helping you to become more visible, more credible, and ultimately more profitable by becoming more significant. And you have a smorgasbord of offerings to tap into. So over 50 wonderful podcast conversations with incredibly inspiring guests, each of whom are being truly significant in the world. And they're sharing wisdom and insights that helps them to continually have an ongoing impact in the world by being ever more significant. Then I have 10 Wisdom and Insights episodes where I have captured the golden nuggets from those conversations. And in each Wisdom and Insights episode, I share from either five or six episodes, the key learnings, the insights, and the practical actions that we can all take right now to become more significant in the world. And then my third offering is some snapshots of the learning that I have been doing over the last few years. I am a learning junkie. I'm constantly keyed into audiobooks, to podcasts, to TED Talks, to online courses, to mentoring. And I'm learning so much all the time that I'm sharing with my clients. And so I want to do that through the podcast platform as well. So I will be putting together very short, probably 15, 20 minute sessions on key learnings and again, key actions that can help us all to become more focused, tap into more of our potential and make a real and lasting difference in the world. So lots to choose from. And thank you so many of you for supporting the podcast over the last couple of years. It's been great to have you on board. And long may you continue to tap into the wisdom and gems of the Becoming More Significant podcast. Wherever you are today, I hope you're shining brightly. Have a great day. So I'm absolutely delighted today to have the uh, fantastic entrepreneur, Jamie McGowan, joining me. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Sylvia. How are you today? Really good. Thank you, Jamie. Now, for the benefit of the listeners, tell us where you're joining us from today. Well, for the very first time this year, I think I can say from a very sunny Isle of Harris, the Outer Hebrides of Scotland. So sun is shining. Life is good, Wonderful. you know, Wonderful. can't leave the house yet, but we know that the sun is there on the other side when we can eventually, but yeah, it's good. Having watched um, the videos on your website, I so want to come and visit Harris. It just looks amazing. It's stunningly beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, Harris is a special, special place. I mean, that's the that's the whole USP of what we are and what's in our DNA that makes our brands across the multiple sectors that we do business in so relevant I suppose you know Mm. if we're we're successful time will tell but it makes us relevant at the moment and it makes us um strong and it's a great baseline for a phenomenal culture you know yes and were you born and bred on the island Jamie no not at all I came from 
I was a city boy. I was born just outside Glasgow, so I lived in Glasgow for most of my childhood and grew up in Glasgow. Then I lived and worked abroad for many years, and then I came to Harris 11 years ago, met my wife in Harris. So that's when my journey began on the Isle of Harris. And were you just travelling for pleasure or were you looking for, for, you know, to start a business there? How did it happen? Just take us back to the beginning. Yeah, well, I actually came to Harris to manage one of the hotels up here. I came to work in it at first and then ended up for a couple of months. I was coming to help out and then I ended up staying longer for one season and then I was enjoying Harris, enjoyed the people, the place, the culture, everything. And then I... um met my partner and that made me want to stay longer instead of wanting to move on. And then from there, I started thinking about if I am going to stay and make roots here on Harris, then we need to start getting this story out to the world instead of keeping it all to ourselves. And we set about setting up our various companies one after another and just, you know, we take our time to make sure that we weave the DNA of the island into everything we do, you know. I love that. Weave the DNA of the island into everything you do. Can you expand on that? Because that's just such a lovely phrase, Jamie. Yeah, well, that goes back to probably what Harris is most famous for, I suppose, which is Harris Tweed, and that's woven mm. on mills at people's homes throughout the island here still to this day. You know, it's a very protected and um, sacrifice, um, sacrifice, a very protected and honoured brand, you know, worldwide. You know, you can be in Timbuktu and ask, mention Harris Tweed and somebody will know what it is. So for us, you know, you're, you're following in the footsteps of giants, following them. And then just after we started the candle company by about five months, the Harris Gin Company started as well, which has been a worldwide phenomenon as well. So we're living in a, a decade of Harris that's seen for, but at the end of the day, the Hebrides, the people, the culture is always known for integrity hard work, professionalism, you know, just a strong backbone and, a, and also being able to do it with a smile and a spring in their step, you know. So if we wanted to take that ethos, design, style, culture and make it a little bit more sort of maybe current is probably the word, current of the times. And, you know, we started a fragrance brand six years ago just as fragrance was bubbling away at becoming something, obviously, it was growing and growing and growing. And then the pandemic made home fragrance, etc., go through the roof because people are really, really thinking about their own, not just mental health, but their homes, gifting, corporate gifting, staying in touch, letting people know that you still care. And that's the Harris way, you know. So if we can touch people from Harris all over the world, and as I say many, many times in many of these conversations, that people will not get Harris. They will just romanticise about it and dream about it. But once you arrive here and you feel the Harris sand between your toes, you will get it. You know, you have to make a pilgrimage at one time in your life to Harris, mm. even if it's just overnight and feel that sand between your toes. That is what makes, you know, it's very calming. And it also makes your gives you good clarity. You know, we are, people joke that there's two of me because we're so busy, you know, that I've got a twin brother. But the fact is that I'm very, very focused. I've got good clarity. I have got none of the problems going on around about my life and the 
travelling miles, stuck in traffic, all these things that cause people to lose focus. You know, we have got a clear and unwavering focus on the journey that we're on. And that wouldn't be possible either without being able to inherit and blend in the young, well, not just young, the young and old people and middle-aged people that are attached to all our companies that have came and took them from being always up a level. We always add a piece of the jigsaw that makes us stronger, you know, and we have been able to find these talents and skills here that maybe in the beginning when people come to one of our companies, they don't have the experience in that field, but they've all got that little special something that makes them fit in as part of the jigsaw. Fitting in and growing the brand and adding a new dimension comes first. Being able to do their job, that'll come in time. You know, so for us, it's just about, you're, you're like um, you're like a football manager, really, I suppose. You're trying to build that perfect team um, to then be able to conquer the global market, I suppose. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't apologise for our ambition. You know, I don't set, um, I don't set targets in myself or set goals. Anything is possible. Um, if you have the right team, the right mindset and the right opportunities, you have to have opportunity. You have to have a strong network that will allow you to, to become the person that you deserve to be, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. Mm, mm. Wonderful. There was so much in there, Jamie, that I'd like to unpick with you. But one, yeah. one of the things that just came to my mind there, you know, was, you know, there you were. You were working in, in the hospitality industry in Glasgow, yeah. I believe you said. And then suddenly you go from one of the busiest cities in, in the UK to this very remote island of Harris. And you end up very quickly settling down there and starting a business. What gave you that that confidence, that that drive to think, right? I can I can do this. I can I can start a business. Where did that come from? You have to you have to believe in your own internal compass. You know, and for me, the time is right, and that's mm. you don't. There's no more explaining or big fancified reasons for it your own internal compass will make you make make the decisions that make your life and take you on the journey that you're on you know and for me and a lot of people choose not to listen to their own internal compass and I'm sure you've done it and I've done it many a time Mm. you know um, and we still make mistakes to this day but for me it was time to um, just listen to see what what was possible, what was achievable. I have always, always been extremely driven, focused, and a team player, which means that you get the best out of yourself by spreading the risk, you know, working with other dynamic people that help you to achieve what you are actually possible of achieving. You know, for me, everybody sees Jamie McGowan and thinks that, you know, there's a couple of me to start with and that I'm, you know, we're building these businesses and how do you manage and how do you do it all? We have got an exceptional team behind us, but even one step further than the team, it's my, I've got my wife by my side who believes in my decisions, believes in my journey and supports me, whether she thinks I'm absolutely bonkers with some of the things I want to do, like fly to India 
48 hours after I've spoke to somebody because I want to see in their eyes to make sure that they can deliver what they're promised. You know, arrive in China to do something similar and sit with a guy and talk about some sort of foil printing I, I quite like. But she supports me and she has my back and she makes sure that the business seamlessly runs when I'm doing these crazy things that makes us unique. You know, so that's the, you know, and when I decide to add new bits to the business or new businesses to the portfolio, you know, she believes in me that I will make it work. And that's the sort of unwavering belief that makes you feel that you can achieve anything, you know. Yeah, I love that. that and that, you know, having that wonderful partnership, that's just priceless, isn't it? And also the fact that you empower your team, because I know that you you employ a lot of the people on the Isle of Harris, and but you empower them. And, you know, I know that you share your ideas with them and you discuss things and, and that must make them feel such a part of the business rather than just being an employee. Yeah. And the other thing is, as well, I can't do everything and I can't spend my time explaining everything to everybody. So if they're involved at the core of what we do, everybody's then empowered to take things on. You know what I mean? We're about to launch a new range in, of our bath and body. We're changing the actual to be more, we're working towards a more sustainable future here, but, but it's a journey and it takes time. But we're changing some of the bottles. And I have to be honest with you, I don't even know what the bottles are now, but the team do. You know, there was sugar cane, there was glass, there was aluminium, there was, I don't even know what they've decided on, but I trust that what they've decided on is right. Mm. You know, and that's, we, I, we can't do the whole lot. We have to work together. Like me, I rely on people like Russell DeGlish at SBN, um, Julie Ashworth, I've spent some time with her as well. These are the type of people that have been there and done it and can assist me in my journey. I I absolutely unwaveringly know my weaknesses. You know, I am, <laughs> as anybody knows and follows me on LinkedIn, I am the least academic person in the world. I can't even write a sentence properly. My wife kills me every day for it about my grammar. But what you see is what you get, unfortunately. My focus is on many other things. And if I forget a full stop or a capital letter, I don't really care about that, to be honest with you. It doesn't ruin the focus of what the story is. I speak from the heart and put things out at a moment when I decide that it's right. I don't premeditate anything I do. I work from what feels right and what we do. Although that's why we've got a team of very skilled graduates and management behind me that do all the structural work with me and we make sure we've got the core of the business right. It's the same mm-hmm. as your internal compass that made you make the decision to, to be the company and the people we are today. You have to also have a strong core to your business. Everything's about the core, life, business, the whole lot. If you don't get that right, you know, you're living in borrowed time, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get that, Jamie. And, and when we talked before about this, you know, you talked about, you know, when you were inspired to create Essence of Harris and you talked about, you know, walking along the beach with your wife and just taking in that beauty and thinking, we need to capture this. So how did you go from that inspiration to then capturing it into Essence of Harris? And can you tell us a little bit about Essence of Harris for people that have never heard of you? Yeah. Well, loads of mistakes and bumbling along in the beginning. It's what everybody does, I think, isn't it? But, yeah, well, we first decided, you know, Essence of Harris only came along, as many people know me and know my 
journey and know my story is that we started with a window cleaning and facilities company that then has grown and grown also in a very unique business that creates jobs and opportunities for people throughout not just the islands but the north of Scotland that helps to keep the money in the island that it was generated in instead of losing to all these white vans from cities throughout the country. So, mm. you know, if a job in Portree, Islay, Mull, Orkney, Shetland, we have guys work with us in all these islands that mean that the guy that lives there and is born and bred there or just lives there like me through, through their situation, they can make a living at home, you know. So that was where it started. And then we had a car hire business, which then I decided the office was too big and we were walking on the beach. And that's when it was originally Bouvet, which was Bouvet Candle Co., which means we shop in Gaelic. So we made two mistakes there. We, you know, we named our business after the shop and it was Gaelic, you know, and no matter how much the island is, as I say, woven into our DNA and we are passionate about the culture and the heritage here. If people can't say and they can't spell your brand, you will learn very quick that they won't pass that word on and word of mouth is a very strong tool. Mm -hmm. And the island community, the diaspora worldwide is massive and it's and once you get people to believe in you and, and follow you, but you have to have good products. So we started a six-month journey teaching ourselves how to make candles and work with fragrance and make sure the scent so hot and cold, et cetera, et cetera. And then Bouvet was born. We started selling candles. First time when we first started, I couldn't afford boxes, so we were just selling them the glass, just a plain candle glass on its own, and people started buying it. You know, And I thought, oh. So then somebody approached me a couple of months later and said, can we stock it in our shop? That grew and then we ended up getting, I went to Glasgow and I spoke to a, a, a company that make boxes, um, Glenpack, and I said to the guy there, look, I can't afford to buy boxes, but if you do me a deal, I promise that when we grow this business, I won't go past you. And he gave me a thousand candle boxes and a thousand diffuser boxes for a hundred pounds to help supporters to get Robert in the beginning. And we still deal with them to this day. Our last order was 28. 29,500, I think, for car for boxes with them. So that guy believing in me when I went to sit in front of him and told him what we were trying to do helped us get out the blocks. And then very quickly, we got a shop in Inverness Airport, which opened up and we had the shop here. Then as it was growing and growing, I then identified the problem with the Gaelic and the, the branding. So then we reached out to um, Susan George at Denver Marketing. We worked with Suzanne, who's a phenomenal individual. And Suzanne came back. Um, we worked together. We came up with Essence of Harris, hand-poured, heartfelt, because it just spoke everything in volumes of what we're doing here. You know, we have our heart and soul is in every product that leaves this island. And then Essence of Harris just seemed to capture the imagination of people somehow. Whether it, was our, whether it was our team, our social media, the ethos of what we do, the visuals, the way that we've connected the island to the products, I don't know, if I'm honest. But it just ended up growing out of control that we now ended up with a team of 26 people, four shops in Scotland, exporting globally all over the world, especially into China and America now. I will have my own bricks and mortar store in some of these countries within the next five years. That is in, the, in our journey. 
We really respect the journey and the vision of people like Hotel Chocolat and the business model, the way that they roll it out. So, you know, we take empowerment and, and leadership from other brands. It's not just all about us. But for us, it's about working with other Scottish brands as well, like Ishka, who's living the same avenues as their skincare brand, beautiful skincare brand from Stornoway. Um, so we sort of have learned off of them. They learn off of us. We collaborate, talk to each other. Um, many other brands, as you know, that we collaborate with throughout Scotland, Claret Prickly Thistle designed our tartan, which I designed very quickly. We needed a tartan to resonate globally. Um, and it couldn't just be any tartan. So the colours of our tartan resonate, the rock, the sand and the sea of the island. And even the thread count of our tartan, this is GPS coordinates of the Isla Harris. So it's all of these little bits of detail that create the layers of what we what we do and, and where we try to take the business. I have got no doubt in my mind that we have the opportunity if we get it right and get the offering right. We're just about going through a, a brand refresh. So we're bringing out a whole new website, a whole new look to the brand, new packaging, making everything a lot more experiential as we move forward for people, really tapping into where people, what people need and want now. You know, we have two ears and one, one mouth for a reason. You know, we listen to what people say it is, we take it on board. Um, and, you know, you need to take people, we need to take people with us from Bouvet to Essence of Harris. You know, we, we managed to do that because we've got a very loyal core of people, which is growing by the day. I'm very thankful of. But that's the key. You take people with you on your journey. You know, your brand has to always, and I hope that we always do come across as a brand that's firmly got our feet on the ground, you know, because that is paramount. And you can have global aspirations and you can have a global mindset, but you don't have to have your feet off the ground. You can totally build something by being the person that you are. And, you know, and that, and, and people, people want that. People want real brands. You know, they want brands that are working night and day, that are up through the night taking photographs and gluing boxes together and making sure, you know, it doesn't matter if the whole world's falling apart behind the scenes. It's what is customer-facing is absolutely king. And the brand trumps everything once you get to a global stage. You know, you just have to keep working your heart out to make sure that you can deliver the promises that you make. Wonderful. And, you know, when we talked earlier, uh, Jamie, you said, you know, there's two really important things, and that is your brand and yeah. your story. And you've um, certainly got a wonderful story there. It's amazing. Yeah, you have to weave it. And, and then, you know, we took it one step further as well, where I decided, yeah, we're creating these great jobs for young young people, old. I'm very aware that I always say young people. It's not just about young people. It's about everybody in Ireland if you are right and you fit our ethos and our journey you're welcome to come and work with us but it's because we've done so much with the graduate placement schemes and that my head always goes there but um yeah we want to create that opportunity where people can come here and get a good job make a good living be part of something they can be proud of and it keeps growing and then I wanted to take it a step further so with the, the success of the gin company, uh, there was no brewery in the Outer Hebrides, so my car hire company was only so scalable because we're a population of 2,000 people and the tourists coming in is only a certain amount because of the ferries, et cetera, et cetera. 
and a lot of them bring their own cars. So we sold the car hire company and we used that money to reinvest and open a brewery. And in the brewery, we created a lovely brand that's created round about the characters of the island. So our beers are named after like the crofter, the fisherman, the weaver and the poacher. And then we've taken that again, another step further where we brought in somebody to run that business. And within six or seven years, they will own like 10% of the company. So they're working for company ownership. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to try and do across the board eventually. You know, I have my own family that I hope will want to be involved. But if not, it's not going to force them. They might, might want to go on their own journey, you know. On the back of the brewery, we then set up Loomshed Delis, which the first one opened last winter. Um, and I've just done a deal last week, actually, because I don't want to just have a deli that we sell sandwiches and soup and do all the things that delis do. So I've worked with a local ba- bakery and I've designed my own beer bread. So our beer is actually in the bread that goes in the sandwiches. And we've designed a steak and ale pie with lovely mushrooms and carrots and peas in it that it's got our own ale in with the beef and things. So it's just about creating that authenticity to what you do. Yeah, it's not easy. But these things matter because when you're in that store and somebody tells you the journey that that pie's went on just to be in your wee bag that you're leaving the shop with, People appreciate that, you know, they appreciate that the bread's got a little bit of a beer in it that helps to keep it, you know, it's got 100% beer and no water in it, so it helps to keep it as a nice solid sandwich that when you've got that wet bit of tomato or lettuce on it, your bread doesn't fall apart. It's all of these things that we take into, you know, I don't just decide to do something by accident. Things have to be thought through and purposely done, but for now, we're keeping the brewery to the island, and but eventually we'll have delis in Edinburgh and Glasgow. But just now, the full focus really is on the global growth of Essence of Harris. That's where we we are really investing a lot of time, money, effort. The culture is right. The people are right. The products are right. We just need to keep going up that hill that's been, you know, people have been engaging and loving it, loving the brand. And I really hope people enjoy the the refresh that we're doing because we're keeping the integrity and the provenance of the brand, but we're just making it a little bit more relevant. Mm, mm. But then everything you do, Jamie, you do it with such passion and such love and such attention to detail. And, you know, that builds such a trust in people. You know, people know if if it comes from you and if it comes from Essence of Harris, then it's going to be that high quality so they can, you know, order presents online for, for people and know that it, they're going to be delighted. And, and that is so important in a brand that you build that level of trust that people just know, yeah, get anything from Essence of Harris, it's going to be brilliant or from the brewery or the bakery or whatever. But what I love also about you is you're a real man of action. I'd love you to share with the listeners your story about having that conversation with your uh, now colleague in in India and then the action that you took straight away? Because you don't just sit there and work things out from your desk in Harris, do you? No, no, no. We had, you know, we had a chap from India that had contacted like three or four times and, you know, I was genuinely busy because I will take a call if I'm not and I called Nemo calling me, calling me, calling me. And I was, I happened to be free and I said, yeah, I'll take the call, took the call and he was explaining to me about the fragrances, about how many of the, fragrance houses in Paris that they actually supply with raw materials, etc. that they were based in New Delhi in India. You know, so I was thinking, okay, 
We are working on new fragrances. I don't want to keep buying off the market. I want to be in charge of our own journey by, you know, knowing exactly blending our own fragrances, being involved in that whole process, knowing what's going in it, what we're using, how we can concentrate it, how we can make the throw better, how we can do all of these things together. So I just said to him, okay, I'll be in New Delhi in a couple of days or jumping on a flight, you know, and he was, (laughs) they were like, what? So, we did that, but what he did do, which I don't think I mentioned to you, was he called me back the next day and he said, "Well, if you're coming, if you're coming to New Delhi in a couple of days, stay for a few days extra because my daughter's wedding is it was like five days on from when I was going to be there." So I went. I thought that I was just going to walk into the factory in the middle of New Delhi naively and not know what I was getting. But I sat down. Professional team came. They took me on a tour of the factory. The whole factory is run by robotics and machinery from all over, uh, from Amsterdam imported, very high, the most high-tech machinery I've seen anywhere in the world. Um, then we sat down and we discussed the business side of things. From then, we have never looked back. We've got a partnership. I went, spent three days extra there, and all three of the, those days was at the wedding, which was probably the most colourful um, sublime experience in my life Indian wedding and all its glory mm. of dancing and music and food and colour and vibrancy and everything that you dream it will be and more you know and it was just an outstanding experience a few months later I got in touch with them I brought them to Scotland we toured around about Scotland with them we have built a very strong relationship um Together now that we, I fly to India a couple of times a year now, we design new fragrances. We're working on some right now, actually, which I can't turn around because I'll give it away, but we're working on some new stuff at the moment. I've also now introduced some other really strong candle brands from around the world to them, and they're doing business with them as well now um, because, you know, it's not all about us. If we can share our story and share our success with other companies that are trying to do that, then, yeah, you know, if we... We can't judge our success on holding other people back. If we're not good enough to grow and sustain off our own steam, then, and if we can help our friends to build up a stronger business by introducing people in our field, then that's no problem to me. You know, we have to, we have, we can't stand on other people's shoulders. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to do it ourselves. But that trip to India, and then even the last day before I, before I, before I left, um, I got to go to Agra as well, which was just unbelievable, you know. So it was um it was a it was a absolutely incredible experience in there and it will stay with me forever. But now I take it in my stride, popping back and forward there like I'm going to Inverness. But um yeah, it's great. Um obviously not at these times, but once we can move again, that's one of the first Mm. Places that we're going again to keep moving and developing stuff, but that that and that's you know cre- partnerships don't have to be you know a lot of what we do and a lot of our fragrances comes from the passion and design and the products from the island, but it, it doesn't have to be you know the best lavender in the world, the best sandal in the world comes from India. So why do you not want to give your customers the best quality product that the world has to offer? You know, do, do not take a knee and, and, you know, just to build in a twee story using inferior products. 
give people the best of what the price point will allow it to be because that's what will get your lifetime value of customers It's the quality of your people. Yeah, they love the story and yeah, they, they'll love your brand, but you have to absolutely endeavour to give them the best quality product because that's the thing that makes them feel proud when someone walks into their home and says, oh, that's lovely, what's that? And they've got that pride of, oh, it's an Essence of Harris or a White Company or a Joe Malone or, you know, yeah. and is it not bizarre that a company that couldn't afford a box six years ago is talking in a sentence with Joe Malone and the Moulton Brown now? You know, we were selling 10 candles a week six years ago. So it's just about don't limit your ambitions and don't limit. But it's all about the quality, the strategy and the people. The people mm. is the absolute secret sauce. Yeah, I love that, Jamie. And I'm such a believer in, you know, finding out your flow, finding out where you add most value and spend your time doing that rather than trying to be that jack of all trades and have your finger in every aspect of the business. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that you are giving autonomy to your people, well, they're empowered and they feel so much part of the business and, and the growth of the business rather than being micromanaged, which just stifles that innovation. So, I yeah. can see why why you built such a strong team. We retain staff, you know. It's all about retention. Mm. Staff retention is very, very important. And some people overlook the value of that. You have to first and foremost pick the right people, but you also have to pay them properly, give them the right terms and conditions, treat them in the right manner. Um, you know, it's all about building that that thing where you can be yourself, basically. So, Jamie, you mentioned that you've made some bad decisions in your journey. How do you cope with those? How do you cope with the times where you've made the wrong decision? You've perhaps lost money. um, You've implemented something new and it hasn't worked. What's what's your kind of bounce back strategy, if you like, for what about I? I I don't know, am I? Am I a sensitive person or am I not? I don't know. I don't, I can be at times, but with mistakes, I'm not because I know I tried and I know that everything I had went into making that happen. And if it was wrong, then it just wasn't right timing or it wasn't the right product or it wasn't the right idea. I don't have an ego about it. I don't get, you know, if it doesn't work, I'm then I fail fast. That's mm. the key. You know, if we're going to fail, we fail fast and get on to the next thing that we're going to do, the next design. But also along the journey, you've learned that surrounding yourself with the best design teams, the best PR teams, the best marketing teams, that helps you to limit your faux pas of, you know, I used to be in the sea taking photographs of candles held up with my hand, one arm at the sea in the middle of December and all this type of jazz, you know, and, as a brand grows and you get, you end up with brand guidelines, you know, so I need to follow brand guidelines that other people set for me sometimes, but the other problem is that people know that I'm capable of anything, so they don't, that I'm always an unknown quantity and they hate to have me at photo shoots and all that type of stuff, you know, like, because <laughs> they know that I could just turn it on its head by, like I did actually when we were at, we were at a photo shoot just a couple of months ago where the lovely pictures and everything, and I thought it was it was beautiful. It was a great setting. But I had an idea that I wanted two things to happen. 
I wanted a, sh- a slow-mo video of the candles not in the background, but somebody outside throwing leaves up in the air and the leaves coming down. And as you got that, you got the shot of the candle through it, which worked really well. And the second one was slightly crazier. I wanted a shot of the diffuser on a table and a big meringue and somebody smashing that meringue. And as that meringue exploded, you got the diffuser as the bits were flying everywhere. And that worked very well as well. But they keep you, you can see now why they don't want me there. So they, they, want, they just want the products and to get on with stuff. Because I like I just like to see what can be at the other side of what's in my head. So it's good to try that sometimes just to see what, you know, and sometimes it can look completely stupid and sometimes it can be wrong. But at least I know, you know, I had a conversation with Darmesh Shah, the guy that created HubSpot, you know, when I was in um I was in Boston at MIT on the HIE placement thing. You know, and he said, when I'm, you know, I throw five different balls up in there, only one stays up. I don't talk about the other four. Mm-hmm. Concentrate my energy, my passion on the one that is creating jobs, creating wealth, creating opportunity. And that's what we do, I suppose, you know, across Definitely. the sectors. Have you always been that creative? I mean, were you really creative as a child? Because, you know, that sounds pretty awesome, what you brought to the photo shoot. I've I've always been driven. Okay. I've always been very driven and had a... I mean, I only sleep for like five hours a night. You know, I start in the office at half four most days. You know, I don't... I've always been that way. I mean, I am the type of guy that one day will be walking down the street talking to someone and will just drop down dead. And that's fine. That that that's I've had an amazing journey along the way. But that's that is what is in my future. You know, people keep telling me for years you can't keep working like that. You can't do that. But that is that is me. That is my DNA. We are now because we have a five year old son now. We now have that working more towards that balance of family. As you see through LinkedIn, it doesn't have to be you give up your whole life because you have a family. You can integrate the family into your life as long as you have that blend and that mix because that is super important that everything can't be about work but I also feel it instills good values and a good mindset into children to know that their parents work so hard you know in these times I feel that that's really important as well Um, so we involve Aaron in conversations about stuff like if I'm doing something, the renovation with the construction guys, we ask them what he thinks of colours and what he thinks of this and what he thinks of that. That You know, there's a picture on my LinkedIn of him smelling the fragrance. Um, the other day we're bringing out new fragrances. I ask him what he thinks and what he thinks that smells like. And, you know, because someone's five years old doesn't mean they don't have an opinion. Love you that. Know? So I it's just that. these type of things. Like we were on Zoom call earlier with a designer in Inverness that works with his Erica. She'd never met him before. And my wife had zoomed in from home and Aaron was in the background. Um, and I don't speak Gaelic, but Aaron does and my wife does. And, you know, he's just at school. So then I introduced Erica to Aaron and she started conversing with him in Gaelic and he was answering her back in Gaelic on the call. I mean, these are, that's, this is, that's what it's all about. In a business meeting, you know, there's a time and a place for it as well. It has to be with the right people, but, you know, he can then, he's having his own wee conversation and me and Dini are just bloody sitting here, you know, but it's it's, it's nice, you know, and that's, your family can, our family is our brand and if it ever 
wasn't that, then we wouldn't have it anymore. We would back away. Mm. Be honest with you, you know that is, and people have to respect that. The same as, you know, it's the same as yeah. I will wear a dinner suit if I'm going to an evening dinner, but I won't turn up somewhere with a shirt and tie ever, because I'm not a shirt and tie guy. Tell me to come with a shirt and tie if you want, but I won't. I am who I am, and I won't waver from that. So, Jamie, I know that you also, although you you know you work a, a hell of a lot of hours, you're also quite careful about your self care. Can you yes. just share some of the things you do that you know look after yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, etc.? Swim in the sea a lot. I swim. As a matter of fact, because I'm so busy just now with everything getting back to normal, I'm just about to move a whiskey keg up to my decking where I'm going to be able to just submerge in that for a few minutes each morning instead of having to get to the water and have a dip. My I wife. Assume, I assume it's not going to have whiskey in it at the time. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be it's ice water. I'm afraid. <laughs> I do another thing. I don't. I don't drink or anything. So um, it's I will. It'll be iced water that's in it. So that will give me my morning dip. Um, I also use the Headspace app, which is very very important. Yeah. Um, I use the Peloton app, um, which is good. Also use that a lot. Do a lot of training on that. Um, I also walk to work two or three times a week which is about four miles from my house to the office and listen to audiobooks listen to various different um business audiobooks autobiographies just different mm. different quirky things that intrigue my that intrigue me sometimes that i want to know about or that i don't have a clue about as i say i'm not the most academic person so i am more of a listener to be honest with you um, my wife treated me for Father's Day. Was it Father's Day or was it Valentine's? Valentine's Day, that was it. To one of these bed and nail. I don't know if she treated me or she's trying to kill me. One of these, you know, one of these blankets that you, the bed and nails things that you lie on. That's um, which is brilliant. So spend forty minutes on that every few days a week. Treated myself to one of these sauna blankets. So instead of a sauna, you sit inside it like a wee blanket, the new phenomenon that came out a couple of years ago or a year ago. So, yeah, it's very, very important. Have a few baths a week, that couple of hours, just shut away, just mm. totally chilled out. Doing nothing is, is great. That's probably my most calm part of the week. But, yeah, for me to be the person I am, I have to make sure that I am putting oil in the machine. Yes. You know, and that's, that's, I mean, there is times that I absolutely hit the wall and I just need to take a day to recharge. But you can't be doing multiple things at the energy and the pace that we are and think that you are not going to run out of steam. I can go for two, three months probably, then I'll hit the wall for a day and then I'm fine again. Yeah. It just takes, but, and that's even with me taking time for myself and taking time because the problem is, my mind is always going, even, you know, that's the headspace app so good for me, that 20 minutes a morning, I'm ready to go after that. You know, and that's what you have to, you have to treat every day like it's an opportunity to learn, to grow. Um, and you never know what cool thing's going to happen that day that makes it, makes it fun, you know. Um, and that's, that's the, the biggest thing. Actually, I, I touched on that by accident there. But, 
you know, you get all of these people that say, I've never worked a day in my life because I love what I do and all that jazz. And you think, shut up. You know, but, but the reality is, you know, we are enjoying what we are doing. Mm. And it's not easy. We have a lot of hardship along the way, a lot of gambles where we're investing huge amounts of money and we don't know if something's going right. You know, we invested all the money we had at the time in changing the name of a company that people already sort of liked and paid wages to us. If that had went wrong, we'd have had no money, no company. And mm. you know what? We'd have just done some, you know, we'd have started again and we'd have picked ourselves up. But you have to, have to, have to have fun along the way. You know, I mean, even myself sometimes, I mean, I'm not embarrassed to say five, six weeks ago, I wasn't enjoying it. I had a three or four days where I was like, this is just getting to me that a couple of things had happened that weren't right. A couple of people were moaning because things weren't right. And I thought this, we're not, we're off tracks a bit here. Mm. You know, so I took, I left everybody to it and I left the office for three days and I never came in at all. And I just went home and I worked from home and let it naturally get out our system of what had to be done and mm. whatever was in my head that I wasn't happy with, just let it naturally work its way out again. Mm. And then we come back and we start, you know, there was no fallouts or anything. It's just a fact that I wanted to achieve something that we weren't getting to because we weren't thinking clearly about it. So mm. I had to take myself out of the equation that I didn't have a million people asking me questions every day. That I, I could give that thing that was niggling me 72 hours to bring it, sort it, deal with it, change, realize that what I was trying to do wouldn't work and I had to change it and do it another way and then move on. Yes, I you know? totally get that, Jamie. Sometimes we just need that time out, that time to think. And life's never going to be all up and up and up. Oh. It's going to be up and down, up and down. And it's the way you okay. deal with it that counts. And if anybody, that's wrong. The odd few people come up with something and off its own steam, it just goes. Mm. And that's it. And they never look back. But that's very, very, that's that's the unicorn in the room. It's very, very few and far between. Everybody else that has an SME and has a family business or is an individual that has a business, you don't have to, you know, it's not only about families your life goes into making that business not even a success, just making it affordable, sustainable, yeah. making it somewhere that you enjoy to go every day. Yeah. The rest will come as you build that culture, team, dream, ambitions, innovation, all of these things. But you have to, have to, have to be prepared for a lot of graft. Absolutely. Jamie, we're coming to the close of our time together. So I want to ask you that million dollar question. How are you becoming more significant in the world today and going forward and creating that ripple effect of impact? I am becoming, that's a good question. And it's a weird answer I've got for you. I'm becoming more significant probably because I'm becoming less significant and needed in my own businesses. And I think that's the measure of success more than anything, that the less I'm needed, although it makes me feel sad sometimes, the less, the less that I am needed within my own business to make decisions and do stuff. And I've always said the day that I am not good enough to run my own business, I'll be very proud of because it means that I've created something that needs somebody that actually knows what they're doing 
running it. You know, so that I'd be I'm very proud of that. But yeah, we're pricing a huge tender for the facilities company the other the other day and I was in and I was talking about it with the guys and that and then it was just like, yeah, don't worry about that, just leave it to us. We'll let you know when we get the contract. You know, so it's just you know, like basically, thanks for coming. We'll call you, don't call us. You know, so uh, once you you know, I, I feel that that's the the bonus for us is that the less significant I come within my own organisations, it allows me to do the things that keeps bringing the next level of business idea or opportunity to the island that mm. we want to do. My next project, I want to, we have land here. I want to build some sustainable houses here. That means that we're not just offering people a job because we can't attract all the best people all the time. If we can't get it on the island and we're trying to bring people here, there's no homes to put them in. There's no houses here really available. A lot of holiday homes on the island, a lot of, you know, um, I've got holiday homes myself. But, you know, there's other, we have to be able to create. And, and that's what we've done. We've bought holiday homes with one of the businesses. And with the revenue that's created from those holiday homes, we're then going to start trying to build houses. That means that we can then say to people, not only is this job on offer, but there's a house that comes with it. And if you're with the company 24 months and you enjoy it, you get the opportunity to buy this house. And if you buy the house, you're getting people committing to the business and to staying on the island, which is enriching in the island. And with the money that you get for selling the house to the employees when they buy it, you can afford to buy more and entice more people and sustainable way of running everything that means that we're attracting the best people, we're attracting loyalty, we're attracting the island to flourish because people coming and getting good jobs and having houses means they spend money in the local shops, means they join the gyms, means that the local football team or the local swimming club or whatever could enrich by having, I mean, my son's got four people in his class, you know. Right. So it's about, and we're heading in the direction we're 10, 15 years away of the, the economic decline on these islands has been absolutely catastrophic. So yeah. the underlying message of everything that we do is that we are trying to reverse the migration of talent leaving this island. doesn't matter if I'm making candles, building a wall, washing a window, making beer, having a deli, building houses. It is to stop in its track the migration of people from this island that feel they can't live and work here a good quality life mm. and they're enough for them to be sustainable. So mm. that is the absolute underlying message of everything that I do. That was the key marker in the sand to start everything. And mm. we're still driving towards that every single day. Well, that is being truly significant, Jamie. Now, how can people find you? How can they get in touch with you? If people want to contact me professionally or speak to me through um LinkedIn, Jamie McGowan on, on LinkedIn. A lot of people contact me through my network there. Um, or if they want to speak to Essence at info at essenceofharris.com. Um, you can get a hold of myself or one of the team on that. Have you got one last insight thought that you'd like to leave with the listeners today? No, I just think that I appreciate this sort of opportunity. And, you know, I... Thank you so much for joining me today on the Becoming More Significant podcast. And I really hope that you've taken away some practical steps to take right now to help you unlock more of that hidden potential that we are all only scratching the surface of. 
If you would like to discuss how I might be able to support you in your journey into greater significance, please get in touch. It's calendly.com forward slash Sylvia Baldock for a no obligation free initial coaching call to find out how together we can make sure that the coming weeks and months are your most significant ever. Take care.